Hello! You're listening to a special introductory episode of Midwest is Best. Today, we each share a story about the Midwest, ranging between landscape graffiti, defunct superheroes, and Russian space debris. Let's get started! Yay! Welcome to Midwest is Best. We're doing our first episode! We're off to a strong start, as you can tell. Yes, we uh, we definitely can all clap at the same time. <laughs> that's no, that's an editing secret. No one will know how long that took us. Thank God for Hannah. <laughs> she well, is... Here we go. We're already throwing out names. So yeah. since we've been talking, I'm Hannah, <laughs> the clapper extraordinaire. So we are three friends from college. We all went to UW Madison, which is part of why we think that Midwest is best. And we'll have a little bit more about ourselves in a minute, but since we've already been talking for a while, we thought we could start off with just who we are specifically. I'm Hannah. Uh, I am mostly from Wisconsin, though I've lived in a couple other states, so that'll kind of inform a little bit of what I think of what we're talking about. My name is Alyssa. I am completely from Wisconsin. I have not lived in another state, although I do now currently live on the border of Wisconsin and Minnesota. So, I got some crossover. (laughs) Stretching those boundaries. And I'm Megan. Uh, I have lived in Wisconsin my entire life, but my dad grew up in northern Michigan and my mom grew up in Iowa, and they met in the middle. So, I have family in both and have traveled the Midwest quite a bit to see family and things like that. I love it. I love all of them except one state in particular, but we'll talk about that later now that we know each other's names, that we'd go into a story that kind of exemplified our experiences with either being Midwesterners or experiencing the culture and history of the Midwest. Megan, do you want to go first? I would love to go first because uh, I, I just love my story. So as we do more episodes, you guys will figure out that the Midwest loves its weird roadside attractions. Uh, there's giant orange moose and bicycles and just weird stuff all over the place. But my favorite is the Big M in Platteville, Wisconsin. Not only because I grew up near it, it's just this really cool park in this pretty area, but it doubled as a torture device for my brother growing up because obviously the M stood for Megan. And I convinced my little brother of this and it doesn't help that my birthday's on the 4th of July. So there would always be like this huge party and people would be shooting off fireworks and we'd all go out to the M and it just made him insanely jealous. And I like to think that by torturing my brother with this, I was carrying on the grand tradition because the M actually started as a huge prank. So back in 1936, there were two students from the Wisconsin Mining School in Platteville and they hiked miles outside of town to get to this hillside because what else do you do in December of 1936 but go for like a four mile walk but anyway they went out and they stamped this huge M in the in the hillside for the mining school and the school loved it so later that summer they went back out and they covered the hill in limestone they whitewashed it and originally they were just going to do it at about 200 feet but then some of the students found out that the colorado school of mines just outside denver colorado had the world's largest and that was square at 200 feet by 200 feet so platteville decided to make theirs 241 feet by 214 feet now the only reason i know that is because when i was in denver last summer I was on a tour because uh, the world's largest M is 
near the Coors Brewery. <laughs> and uh, the tour guide was kind enough to share this information. And I got up in front of a bus full of people and corrected him that Platteville had the world's largest M, not Colorado. And I hadn't even been in the brewery yet. That was just me on the bus on the way there. <laughs> So that's why I love the M. It was like, it started as a good practical joke. It was a great way for me to torture my brother when we were little. And it just has a special place in my heart. I love that you went to Colorado and decided to visit the Coors Brewery just to be like, yes, I'm from Wisconsin. And so therefore I need to visit breweries when I go someplace. Oh, yes, obviously. <laughs> and they, I don't know. I, I was out there with our friend Becky, who also went to college with us, but she doesn't live in the Midwest anymore. She she was like, we have to go on this. And I was kind of like, oh, I can have cores anytime, but it really does taste better fresh out of the Rockies. What? I think okay. that's technically right. I said cores. Cores. Cores? Yeah. Cores. You said cores. Cores. Like a small pigeon. Cool. Well, we, we all know that Megan Megan's accent is different from the rest of ours, and we'll have a whole episode on accents. Yeah, so. yeah I my accent is legendary. That's actually kind of what my story is about that I ended up deciding on. So like I said I'm mostly from Wisconsin. So my brother and I were both born in Texas, and then we moved up to Wisconsin when I was three and a half. I grew up in rural western Wisconsin for most of my life, but neither of my parents are from Texas either. They're from Nebraska and then New York slash San Francisco. That's a big slash. Uh, and my mom's... <laughs> it was a big move. I'm not 100% sure why. I've never been told why my dad's family moved to Crescent. I guess running from the law. Um, so I have some weird accent influences. Like there's kind of different parts of it that come through. And I realize that there are certain words where even if the sounds are the same, I'll have a stronger accent on words that I probably use more after we moved. <laughs> so I'll sound more Wisconsin-y what's, on certain what's words. What's a word? Like uh, snow. Oh, I snow. hear it. I said <laughs> snow. <laughs> My snow boots. So since I grew up in rural western Wisconsin, not only do we get the rural accent, but we're right in between where all the stereotypical midwestern accents come together. So I was about an hour away from the Minnesota border, so we sound very Minnesotan. But it's also sort of northern and, like I said, rural, so we get kind of the youper accent, which, for people who don't know and don't know the word youper, comes from UP, which is the mm -hmm. upper peninsula of which, Michigan, uh, which is stereotypically very strong And should accent. basically be Wisconsin. We could, we could do an episode That's of that. That's a whole other thing, Again, but whatever. <laughs> that could be a Just whole putting episode. it out there. So yeah, so we moved to Wisconsin. I live in rural western Minnesota now, but I also lived in Madison. So I lived in Milwaukee. Eastern Wisconsin accents are very different than western Wisconsin accents. Uh, and I've had friends from all over the country as well as visiting family all over the country. So I've gotten a lot of input about my accent from my stepbrothers in Oklahoma. I've been told that I talk really fast. They talk very slowly in the South compared to how we talk up North. But once I lived in Milwaukee, I started making friends with people from other states and outside of the Midwest. Well, I had friends even from Minnesota and Michigan who grew up in urban areas commenting on my accent. Uh, and the first time they really noticed it is when I tried to reference the show Space Ghost Coast to Coast. <laughs> That's fabulous. And we were in an elevator, and they literally were like, 
stop. We need to talk about what you just said. So my friend from Minnesota, she's from one of the suburbs of the Twin Cities, so still they get to urban vowel shift and everything. She doesn't sound quite as Midwestern. Came up with a sentence where whenever she was like stressed or bummed out, she would make me say because it emphasized <laughs> all the strongest parts of my accent. So she came up with the ghost on the coast boasts the most toast. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because by the end, you can't even understand what I'm saying. <laughs> That's fabulous. People that hate the Midwest accent is going to yeah. really hate that. Tune, tune out now. This is not for you. Unless we're trying to convert them, so then stick around. We love you. Just kidding. Yeah, it's charming. This is when I was in grad school, so we also had, like I said, friends from out of state, and one of our friends is from Mississippi, and she's one of the people who's not so charmed <laughs> by the Midwestern accent. So after I did that, and everyone's like, oh, that was really strong, uh, another friend and I used to purposefully, like, every time we were like, out for dinner or have a break between classes just put on our strongest Wisconsin accents just to annoy her <laughs> so we'd be sitting like oh well I was gonna get gouda on my pizza <laughs> and maybe some pepperoni but I just don't know <laughs> just sit there for like 15 minutes straight torturing her so it's a weird thing of like it can be performative but also that is what I sound like a lot of the time when I'm not focusing on it can I put a pin in that for one second and backtrack? Because yes. you said when you were in Milwaukee, you had friends from out of state. You make it sound like we're your only two friends from <laughs> Madison, <laughs> which is only partially true. We did have other friends, but we just, I should clarify for the listeners that we just all love each other so much that even though we don't live close anymore, this is like our, our, <laughs> we won't just talk about Wisconsin the whole time, but it's gonna happen a lot, guys, so buckle up. I feel like this mer- emerged out of our regular Skype slash Google Hangout sessions that we were having anyway, and as we moved to different parts of the Midwest, kind of comparing our experiences, and that made us want to kind of look into it a little bit more, And but what better motivator than to try and put it out in front of who knows how many people. Yeah. We're just trying to make new friends through podcasting. It's through fine. Podcasting. By it's hanging true. out alone in our homes with <laughs> headphones on, we're trying to reach new people. <laughs> we, all have, we all have pets, Megan. We're That's not true. Alone. Yeah, listen, <laughs> do you want to tell your story? Does it involve Dozy? He's a It does. Yeah, so, for our listeners, I do have a dog named Dozy. He is a corgi border collie mix, a.k.a. a borgie. You can follow him on you, Instagram you at Daily Dose yeah, of Dozy. Yeah, Daily Dose of Dozy on the Instagram, uh, and it's just adorable <laughs> pictures of him. He's uh, on Facebook, too. He is on Facebook. He has, like, <laughs> As he has, are like we. two followers on Facebook. My story involves a little history piece uh, from my hometown. So I'm from, originally, uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and... For those that don't know, it is south of Green Bay. But anyway, Manitowoc has a really great history. And one interesting, one particular piece that I find interesting. In 1962, a piece of Sputnik 4, the Russian satellite, crashed in Manitowoc. Uh, so there was, there's like the Sputnik 1, which everyone knows, that was like the very first satellite put up into space so the Russians could see, like, can we shoot something into space? Uh, and by Sputnik 4, they were... I so the Russians can see us. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I didn't know that part. <laughs> that's, well, that's what people thought. They thought they were, like, we might they might be spying on us, but they were really just, can we successfully do this? And by Sputnik Four, they're trying to see could they. That was like kind of the beginnings of their flight to like put. Then a they in were space. trying to see us. 
Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well, they had, they did have, they had a dummy cosmonaut in Sputnik 4. So a piece of this land in Manitowoc on one of the main streets. There's a, if you go there today, there's a little ring and like a plaque on the sidewalk that marks like Sputnik 4 crashed here. And uh, it crashed right outside of a well-known home in town, the Rar West uh, Mansion, which is now the museum. It's the Rar West Art Museum. So it's kind of like, kind of cool. Like it landed right there in that spot because the museum now has taken on uh, Sputnik Fest oh. in September, so it's a great uh, one of those wacky Midwest festivals that we'll also be talking about on this podcast. Oh, the Midwest loves their festivals. <laughs> Especially, you know, a wacky one like Sputnik Fest where we just celebrate a piece of space junk crashing <laughs> into the street. <laughs> the Midwest is really like we will find any excuse to drink beer and eat cheese and have good food <laughs> and some dancing. 100% true. <laughs> well, you have to be outside as much as possible during the summer when it's warm because then you're basically inside yeah. a building for six months out of the year when it's freezing cold. When did cold. Sputnik crash? The Sputnik 4, that was in 62. Again, good luck that it was September, not, you know... January. Yeah, if it had been January, no one would have been out. No one would have been outside to find the space junk, and it would have just no. gone unreported. <laughs> they would have gone to like warm up by it, like, oh, this bird's kind of hot now. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, each person, you know, has their own unique experience with the Midwest. There's other people who talk about it. But a lot of times it's perhaps a little more formal. And we thought it'd be great to get a perspective on Midwest and its ups and downs and the good things and bad things from people who have lived here their whole lives and who really appreciate it. A lot of people like to make fun of the Midwest. I feel like it's an easy target, especially for people who don't know a lot Mm -hmm. about it or think they're above it. Yeah, as Hannah said before, part of the reason we wanted to do the podcast, we when we were going to UW-Madison is a really big university, so you had people from all over the country and all over the world coming in, and there would kind of be, I don't know, you'd, you'd get a little, people would laugh at your accent or like, oh, you're a local, but there's a lot going on in the Midwest, and it has a lot to offer, and I think we just want to put a, a face to it and share some of our stories about why it's cool and what's all the fun stuff there is to do. Maybe not in January, but there's there's fun stuff to do most of the year. There's stuff in January. You can <laughs> snowshoe, ice fish. Not you're not selling this. <laughs> Dog sledding. What? I know people who own yeah. sled dogs. It's a big thing up here. Cross country skiing. See, anyway. even even I am learning stuff about the Midwest. <laughs> there's things to do in January. <laughs> I usually just hibernate. That's just. <laughs> And uh, Megan, I have to ask for, because, you know, this is a podcast so people can't see us, but you've been drinking something throughout this whole time. What? What are you drinking? I am drinking good old Potosi, very delicious beer that is brewed and distributed near me. I was actually talking to a gentleman who's writing a book and he had done craft breweries of Wisconsin and there's actually more breweries in Michigan. But we won't talk about that because all the good ones are in Wisconsin. (laughs) But we'll, yeah, we'll talk about all the states. There's very few things I refuse to talk about. Just that one state that we won't name. Yes. We hope that it was entertaining to listen to us this first time. We're still getting the hang of everything, but hopefully you don't hate our accents and you don't hate the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) If you do hate the Midwest, keep listening. Yeah, if you do hate the Midwest, (laughs) talk to us. This is about opening a dialogue. Our next episode will be considering the Midwest in general. Defining the Midwest, which is something that is difficult to do. It depends on who you talk to and what you're doing it for. We will not claim any definitive answers, but we will let you know what we think about what defines the Midwest. 
And that was our very first episode of Midwest is Best. Thanks for listening. We would also like to thank Kola, an artist from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for releasing their music under Creative Commons licensing. You've heard their song, Till It Last, in our intro, and right now, under this outro. This podcast is also released under Creative Commons. Share and share alike. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes and anywhere else quality podcasts are found. You can also follow us on social media. We are Midwest's Best Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find our website at midwestisbestshow.wordpress.com. Autumn winds begin.